Hey, what's up, everybody? My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins, and I want to ask you guys um, about something that I, I saw in the media, and I've seen a lot of reaction. A lot of people are really outraged, actually, over um, some of what they've been seeing in terms of the imagery of black men. Um, they've seen a lot of brothers. It seems to me, I don't know about y'all, I don't know if y'all noticed this or not, but it, but it seems that, that, that the media is going out of its way to find the biggest, strongest black men they can find and putting dresses on them, putting dresses and wigs and skirts on these brothers. And, and I, and I don't know about anybody else, but, but I know this is a little bit um, disturbing uh, that they would go out of their way and work so hard to see black men in such a feminized way. But uh, I thought I would give some context to it. Um, and I, I'd be curious to know, did, did you guys, have you guys felt that way? Let me know. Or do you think I'm tripping? Am I overreacting? Uh, John C. Taylor says, dude, tripping. I don't know if that means I'm tripping or somebody else is tripping, but uh, let me see. Peter Slaughter, I see you saying that it's propaganda. Um, okay, very disturbing, says sister. Yeah, I, 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 I tend to agree with you, Lawrence Whitaker. It's crazy. Uh, Russell Westbrook is the latest one. And Russell Westbrook was very interesting because Russell, you know, he's kind of known as an alpha dog of basketball players. You know, he's not a feminine man by any stretch. He's not Lil Nas X. You know, he ain't Billy Porter. Uh, he's the guy that, you know, that's dunking on guys and and known for being very aggressive. And then suddenly out of the blue, he pops up in this skirt. Now, maybe he's Scottish, you know, maybe he's representing his Scottish heritage. You know, we all got a little white blood in us. Maybe that's, maybe that's what it is. But cause I think I got, I might have, I think I got some British or Irish. I think Irish, that's what it was. <laughs> I, I don't, but I don't, but you didn't go see me out here, you know, with a bagpipe and wearing green and, and, uh, you know, using my leprechaun voice, I, I don't celebrate St. Patrick's Day, even though I got the Irish blood because my yeah, you know, we all had the grandmas who were raped by the slave masters and all this other nonsense. Right. But I but I don't identify as Irish. I, I, I choose to embrace my Nigerian heritage uh, a little bit more than that, a lot more, actually. So so maybe he's Scottish, but I'll tell you what. <sighs> OK, he's had other questionable outfits. OK, so he's got a little bit of Cam Newton in him. Okay, I, I get that, and and I don't identify with that. But then again, though, you know, I'm not the same age as Russell Westbrook, so I'm not supposed to identify with everything he does. And and I'm gonna tell you, you know, sometimes people think something's cool just because it's different, but sometimes it's different because it's stupid. You know, everybody thinks that things that are different are automatically cool and better, and that you're making progress. Well, let me give let me tell you a little secret just before I go into because I'm gonna show you some survey results with you guys, but. Because I actually asked you all what you all thought, and I'm gonna tell you what you, what, what um, the results were. But the thing is, is that people make the mistake of thinking that anything that's different is progress. That anything is that's different, it means you know you're advancing, or or that if you look at new stuff and you say that's just stupid, that's not oh you old fashioned, you acting old. So what'll happen is a lot of older people that are over. When I say old, I'm talking about like over the age of 35, 35 and up, which a lot of y'all might be in that category. A lot of older people will start grabbing onto trends that are just flat out fucking stupid, like ridiculous nonsense, just so they don't appear to be irrelevant, just so you can be young. So that's where you get all these 45-year-old, 50-year-old teenagers that you see on the Internet. That's where you get guys in their 40s and women in their 40s and 50s acting like 20-year-olds, like literally dumbing themselves down so they can fit in. Make, making themselves stupid so that they don't seem uppity. Oh, you you acting intelligent. You using three syllable words. You must be a snob. You must think you better than everybody else. No, maybe I'm trying to grow the fuck up. How about that? How about some of us? I don't know. I want to talk to the grown ups in the room. 
who are, you know, my parents were like that, you know, God bless them. I love them. You know, they, they were just the types of people who would just look at some stuff I was doing and they wouldn't tell me not to do it, but they would say, that doesn't make a lot of sense. That just seems stupid. That's like an ugly outfit, you know? And, and, and I'm, I, I want to encourage you to bring that part of yourselves out because you have a lot of peer pressure happening on the internet where think about it. For example, that dumbass milk crate challenge. Now tell me, please say yes to me. If you agree that the milk crate challenge was about the most retarded bullshit that you've ever seen in your life. I'm sorry. I can't, I can't, I can't be politically correct in my language. I'm sorry. I know I ain't supposed to use the R word. I won't use it anymore. If you're in that category, I apologize, but God, it was stupid. The milk crate challenge was like the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. Like literally you are climbing on these milk crates and for some reason, there's some secret rule with the milk crate challenge that says you can't do it on you know, you can't put a mattress underneath the milk crates. You can't, you can't do it on a soft surface. You got to do it on concrete. And you see these people falling on their faces and hitting concrete, like landing on top of their head on concrete. I mean, I, and I just find it fascinating that some people thought that the, that it was legitimate because it's popular. You know, I don't like to talk to those people. I, I just, I'd like to help them. I'd like to give them a little therapy to say, you know, it's okay for you to be you. It's okay for you to have common sense. It's okay for you to say, you know what? I don't care if the whole world is doing the milk crate challenge. All of y'all can just go meet up at the hospital. I'm not doing that, right? So so I really think that when you talk about these fashion trends, when you talk about these guys, you know, I guess trying to be cool, trying to be different, trying to be trendy, you know, trying to be trendy and cool. Thank God for the people that don't have to be cool every day in order to feel like you're worthy. Thank God for the people that can love themselves even when you don't fit in. You know, thank God for the people who can say, you know, that's just stupid. I'm not doing that. Y'all go on and do that. I'm going to be over here, right? Because that to me tells me that you have self-esteem. Uh, you have your dignity. It tells me that you're intelligent. It tells me that you are a free thinker and not a slave and that a white man can't trick you into going along with any fashion trend just because he put 20 Negroes on TV all doing the same ridiculous crap that somebody else did. Now, let me move on. Let me, I'm going to give you guys the survey results. I put the survey on my Instagram. My Instagram is the real voice Watkins. Sorry, that, sorry, that's my Instagram, but I actually put it on my Twitter. I'm sorry. I did the survey on my Twitter. I did not actually, you can't do surveys on Instagram, but I do surveys sometimes because sometimes I have to do a reality check. Sometimes I see some stuff, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm 50 years old. When you're 50, you're not 30, right? You're 50, you're not 25. So sometimes I got to do a reality check. Like, okay, what planet am I living on? Have I, gotten to become the old man who's shaking his fist at the air and everything. I don't want to be that guy, but, but sometimes I got to just find out like what, what are black people really thinking so that I don't think that I'm going crazy. So what I did was I asked, I said, how do you feel basically about all these brothers wearing dresses? Now, when I say all these brothers wearing dresses, uh, the most recent examples are um, Kid Cudi. Kid Cudi wore a dress on um, SNL. He's a rapper. Uh, And then Russell Westbrook, who for some, some reason, you know, is wearing dresses in his latest, fashion thing and thank god there were black people on that page that were kind of letting him know like this ain't us dude this ain't us um and then you got but then remember this pay attention now you got this against the backdrop of a couple of things i want you to consider this is not in a vacuum the backdrop of russell westbrook putting on this dress is that you have a string of hollywood actors who have and dave Chappelle has mentioned this and others the string of hollywood actors who have been asked to dress as women uh, uh, feel free to name anybody I forget to mention. The ones that come to mind are uh, Terry Crews, uh, Wesley Snipes, 
uh, Martin Lawrence, uh, Eddie Murphy, uh, the Mar- the Wayans brothers. Uh, give me some more. Give me some more. I can't remember, but but there's a there's a it's almost like a Hollywood tradition. And then of course you've got the. Um, of course, you've got also uh, the Billy Porters and the Lil Nas X's, and maybe deep down, maybe Billy Porter. I believe you know what you know what it's about Billy Porter that to me makes him different is that Billy Porter. I think he really thinks he's a woman, right? I, I really think he think he's a woman, and and if I was a woman, I'd probably be insulted by that. But I'm not a woman, so I, I'm gonna let Billy Porter have all that. But but remember, there's a reason why Billy Porter gets elevated. There's a reason why Lil Nas X gets elevated. Uh, there's a reason why certain black people get more attention than others. You know, they Hollywood tends to promote black people that promote their agenda. They tend to promote black people that if you're a woman, you should be a man hating feminist. And then they're going to put you at the top of the pile and say, you represent the future. You represent great black leadership, whatever. If you are a dude uh, and you're feminine, then they're going to throw you right at the top of the pile. You're going to get put ahead of every, every masculine male out there, Every heterosexual male will be put behind you in the pecking order because they want that to be the that they they want they that's what that's what they are kind of promoting right now right and um and 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 the interesting thing about it and the reason I think it's okay for black folks to be concerned about it is that uh, if you read Dr. Claude Anderson's book uh, Black Labor White Wealth, Dr. Claude Anderson speaks specifically and I'm gonna when he bring when he comes on the platform next week I'm gonna ask him to specifically address and put it in historical context so you can understand how this comes from the plantation. Uh, shout out to Tariq Nasheed and his butt-breaking documentary also, which shows you very clearly that this there's a historical context to the effort by America to, uh, to feminize the black male. The black male, when he's at his best, when he's at his most ferocious, is absolutely uh, frightening and intimidating to everyone who's not a black male, right? We, we, are, we literally are the superheroes. We're, we're, we're the closest living manifestation to a Marvel superhero that there is. So, so you have the big black man who's bigger and stronger than you. He's faster than you. And then when he's smarter than you, well, he's going to defeat you on every level and he's going to take you a woman, right? So as it, so if, and, and oh, and don't forget, he's got some equipment that, you know, that, that you can only dream about. Your woman's dreaming about it but you'll never have that equipment, right? So ultimately, the masculine black male is, is a natural threat. So historically, there's always been an effort to uh, feminize the black male. So black men tend to get elevated if they are either feminine or if they are um, a, a childlike, like if they've been, um, what they call it, infantilization, when they've made them into infants. That's why you got all these rappers. Pay attention, it's not a coincidence that you got all these rappers that use the word little, L-I-L, like little, I'm little this and little that, little Nas X, you know, whatever, little baby, right? And then also you got rappers that use the word baby. Like, if because if I'm a little baby, then I can't be a threat to a grown-ass man, right? If I'm a little baby, then, you know, I'm not, a little baby ain't going to take your woman. Right? A little baby is not going to come take your property. A little baby is not going to outsmart you, right? So so they, so they so the little baby is going to get opportunities that he would not get if his name was, you know, Big Bob, Big Bad Bob, right? You know, Big Bad Bob is going to come in and take everything. He's going to put his balls on the table and humiliate you in front of your woman and take all your property and 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 take over everything you got going because he's smarter and stronger than you. But little baby is an infant, right? Infants don't have um, infants are not a threat. So ultimately, a lot of this, when I see this feminization of the black male, 
uh, or, you know, this where they go out of their way to present images of black men wearing skirts or black men wearing wigs or black men wearing bras like Terry Crews had a bra on with big muscles and a big bra on. It was kind of crazy. Um, that to me fits in with the whole other part of the narrative, which is we want you to be uh, if you're a big black man, you make us more comfortable if you are uh, either a little girl, a little boy or another group of black men that they love to elevate are those who are ignorant or self-destructive. The more ignorant and self-destructive you are, like the more you call black people the N-word so they don't have to do it, uh, the more you talk about killing other black people so they don't have to do it, the more you get black folks hooked on drugs and alcohol so that the black men don't know what the hell's going on and you can lock them up and throw them all in prison, the more you're going to get promoted, the more you're going to get elevated. So so if you want to be, just a little tip, just a little tip. See, some of y'all rappers are doing it wrong. Some of y'all rappers ain't blowing up because you're doing it wrong. You're trying to get white folks to give you their money. You're doing it wrong. See, you out here trying to promote a positive message. You out here trying to rebuild the black family. You out here trying to encourage black people to be healthy. You out here trying to encourage black people to, you know, to, to, to take care of their women and, and, and raise their kids right. No, what you need to do is you need to rename yourself, right? First, you got to name yourself. You got to be like little infant, little tiny infant. Like you get, first, you got to be a little infant. And then, so so I'm going to be a rapper, little, little tiny infant, LTA, and oh, sorry, LTI. And then what you're going to do, lit, lit, little infant tiny. That would be good, lit. I'm lit because I'm little infant tiny. And then you got to put on a dress. If you put on a dress and a wig, then you, you, you're going to get more attention that way. And then you have to be incredibly ignorant, as ignorant as you can be, right? The, if you can spell, then, then you're going to get disqualified. So you can't spell no words with more than three letters. Like cat and dog is okay. But if you start getting into like ventriloquist or, or whatever, or, or, or xylophone, then, then you're gonna, you, you, they're going to cut your record deal, man. So do not let them know that you can read. Do not let them know that you can write. And then when, when any black woman comes in a 50-mile radius, you, her name needs to be that hoe over there. Don't, don't call her no queen. Don't be respected, no black women. Oh, and don't talk about anything that's going to involve black men actually elevating themselves and not killing each other, right? If you see another black male, you must immediately respond with homicide. Like if you say, and, and then you brag about it. You talk about, I killed 18 dudes last week and I'm gonna kill 18 more in front of their mamas so that their kids don't have a daddy. Then they will give you every record deal on the block. You will you will be a multimillionaire and you're gonna be right on top of everything. And then black people will start thinking you're a black leader because white people put you on TV. That is the formula, people. That is, see, y'all don't get it. See, y'all missing, y'all losing this white supremacy game because y'all don't know how to be proper white supremacists. Seriously, all this B1 stuff and, and being intelligent. I mean, what is that? Like, what the intelligence is for white people? Why are you acting white? Seriously, why are you acting white? For real. Anyway, let me let me keep going. Let me go back here. Let me read the survey results. Hit the thumbs up button. Please hit the thumbs up, share, subscribe button. Lord knows we need some black media. Uh, so please hit the thumbs up, share, subscribe button. I'm going to go to my Twitter. My Twitter is Dr. Boyce Watkins 1. It's on the screen. So I did a survey and I asked a basic question. I said, a lot of prominent black men are wearing dresses in public. How? And I asked the open-ended question. I said, how do you feel about that? And there was four categories. Uh, I love it, like it, but don't love it, dislike it, but don't hate it, or I highly dislike it, which would be I hate it, but I didn't use, want to use the word hate because we're not, gonna, we're not here to be accused of hate crimes because you know how it is. Whenever you speak up about them putting all our brothers in dresses, you know what they call you. Oh, you're that's a hate crime. You're a homophobe. You're hate. No, no, no. It's just like it's just me saying, like, yo, man, look, every brother can't be out here wearing a goddamn dress. You can't defend a community if all your men are trying to wear dresses and and high heels and, and trying to compete with a woman to get to get to have a better perm than a woman. Like you can't 
build a community off of that. You can't. You can't. Doesn't mean that you're not going to have some situations where people are going to, you know, like you're going to have your Billy Porters, right? And I think we should love them too. But my God, we don't, do we really want every little boy to grow up and want to be Billy Porter? Like, really? Like, seriously, that doesn't even logically make sense. You can't have every little boy grow up and become Billy Porter because then effectively what you're doing is you're supporting white supremacy because white supremacy really the way it manifests in, in a black America is it's a type of colonization. They have colonized your mind. They have colonized your, your people. They've colonized you economically. And the best way to control a colony is to make sure that any aggression that comes from the individuals that you are controlling, it must be squashed. Any rebellion must be squashed. No differently from the way they went to Afghanistan and said, we're going to squash uh, the Taliban, right? <laughs> but the Taliban came back, as you know, on the 20th anniversary of 9-11, they propped up their flag and said, you can kiss our whole entire ass, right? So so, so the 20 years, a couple trillion dollars total wasted trying to go conquer a country that refused to be conquered shout out to afghanistan i'm not judging one way or the other but i do think it's very interesting because what they pay attention though black people because what they do in other countries is exactly what they do to you the only difference is that they didn't succeed in the middle east because people in the middle east have certain values that they will hold on to no matter what the people of the middle east unlike yourselves uh, Muslims, most Muslims I know, no matter what variant of Islam they believe in, most Muslims I know have a backbone. Like most Muslims I know, they believe in family. Most Muslims I know will go all the way to the ends of the earth to fight you if you try to disconnect them from the values that they believe to believe in. Black folks, unfortunately, many of us, because we have too much of that slave culture and we don't kind of we don't really know exactly who we are. We're kind of flimsy. You're like, look, hey, but well, wait a minute. I think that I think that shot that y'all want to give us that might have that might have some health implications. Well, we'll give we'll give you five hundred dollars if you tell black people to take it. Well, oh, shoot, then okay, everybody go get the shot, right? Didn't do no research, didn't think it through, whatever. Or or you know, maybe me rapping about murdering black people and and raping little girls and 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 doing terrible things, getting young kids on drugs. Maybe that's a bad thing. Well, we'll write you a check, Tyrone, and get you two gold chains and a Mercedes. Oh, well, oh, shoot. Well, let me just make, let me make two of them albums, dog, for real, right? Because you, and that's what happens. You can be bought. People who don't know who they are are easily bought. They're easily manipulated. They're easily um, impacted by propaganda. They're easily influenced by propaganda, right? The, the person who doesn't know who he is, that's why I'd say we need more sturdy black folks. Sturdy means solid, like I'm a rock, like I'm right here. A rock doesn't blow around in whatever direction the wind blows, right? A rock says, no, I'm just going to be here. I'm going to feel the wind, but I ain't got to go with the wind, right? So we got a lot of leafy, flimsy Negroes in the community, but then we got our rocks, right? So the people I like talking to are the rocks. And a lot of y'all are here. They, I can tell if you are a rock, type the word rock in here, because I, I want you to kind of use that analogy to understand what it means to live in a world where media is constantly being used as a form of indoctrination into a specific set of ideas that tend to be aligned with whatever your oppressor believes or whatever they want you to believe, right? I need to hear from people that understand that education is one of the greatest indoctrination processes that exists in America. That's why the most educated black people are the ones who are ad adding the most to the racial wealth gap. You used to think that the educated Negroes were going to pull you out of your uh, economic setback when actually it's the educated black man who is actually pulling us deeper into the pit. It doesn't mean education's bad. It just means you were miseducated. You understand? There's a difference between education and miseducation. And a lot of us think we got education when really we just got a whole lot of double dose, triple dose booster shot of miseducation, right? Y'all got the y'all got the double shot, booster shot, <laughs> extra shot 
of miseducation. So now you've been infected with this virus called white supremacy and everything's falling down around you and you don't understand because you think you did all the right things. Well, that's the, the nature of the trick, right? We want to convince you that that you're doing the right thing when actually you're doing the wrong thing. So you'll do more of what you think is the right thing when really you're doing more of our dirty work. That's how white supremacy works. Only some people are going to get it, but it's okay. I'm going to put it out there. All right, so do me a favor. Hit the thumbs up, share, subscribe button. Let me read this. Uh, because I asked, I said, a lot of prominent black men are wearing dresses in public. How do you feel about that? Uh, 4% of you said, I love it. Okay, so, so that's okay. That's cool. Uh, 1% said they you like it and don't love it. So that's a total of 5%. Of, of the respondents that are on this platform that follow me on Twitter. Uh, I have about 126,000 on Twitter, something like that. Uh, 5% of you said um, that you like it or love it. 13% said dislike it, but don't hate it. 82% of you said, I highly dislike it, highly dislike it. So, so that means 95% pay attention. Now, and there's a reason I did this survey. 95% of the black people from this particular community, from the B1 space, you're talking about hundreds of thousands of people now, 95% of you have a big issue with seeing your men in dresses and skirts. In fact, let me do a quick start of straw poll in this uh, chat. Uh, do, do you? Do, how do you feel about Russell Westbrook? Type in maybe one or two words. How do you feel when you see Russell Westbrook or, uh, you know, or I don't know, a Terry Crews, you know, big, strong black men, uh, dressed as women. How, how did, I mean, because why, why, why do you care? Why is it your business, right? If they want to wear a dress, why, why should you care? But how do you, how does that make you feel? Does that bother you? Do you think it's okay? Do you think it's their business and it's not a big deal? Or do you think that it's part of an agenda? Um, you know, and I'm, I'm going to tell you, okay, I see a lot of, I see your comments. I see Angela T and Bandy Kane uh, and Vernon Nugent. Okay. You said you don't like it. Yeah. And, and I'm going to tell you the reason that it's a problem. The reason I think you're right to be concerned in my view, this is just my opinion. Now, this isn't everybody's thought um, is, you know, that you can't you have you have to you can't think about a celebrity doing something publicly and acting like that's the same as what they do privately. If Russell Westbrook decided that he wants to wear skirts and pantyhose and high heels around his house in the privacy of his own home. I don't care about that. I mean, that's his right. Good man. I hope you get the right size. Cool. I hope your wife is cool with that. Like if she's cool with it, then I am right. That's your business. But when, but when you present an image to the public, you, you're doing it under the guise, under the scope of the fact that you are an influencer. The reason they're paying you to do this is because, you know, you influence people, right? You know, which means that you are a uh, symbol. Now, let me explain this to you. Let me break some down for you all right quick. Y'all know my wife is a full professor of social work. She's not a regular professor. And, and when you get a PhD, there's hierarchies to this. Uh, there's the PhD. There's the assistant professor, which most a lot of PhDs can't even get university jobs right at major at, at research schools right so you, there, so there's the assistant professor then there's the tenured professor remember nicole hannah jones is mad at north carolina because they wouldn't give her tenure right and then after you get tenure a small percentage of tenure professors become full professors so to become a full professor you got to be one of the best in your field okay so my wife is a full professor she's not an assistant she's not tenured she's a full professor of social work and an expert on the subconscious mind so I sat there and I listened to my wife. I watched her, you know, do a 20 hour uh, lecture series that she was listening to on on how the subconscious mind works. And I said, hey, babe, I'm about to talk uh, online, you know, with some black folks about, you know, how hip hop music and, and the images we see affect us. I said, what are the three what are the things that affect the subconscious mind the most? 
She said, the subconscious mind is most impacted by three things. And I said, what are that? She said, trauma, which black people have a lot of trauma. Um, she said, uh, repetition. If you listen to hip hop music, there's a lot of repetition. You know, kill that nigga, kill that nigga, shoot that hoe, shoot that hoe, right? Just like rep repetitive stuff. And in, in your favorite song, you play it in your head over and over again. Papa Molly, I'm sweating. Papa Molly, I'm sweating, right? Or Molly Percocet, Molly Percocet. So repetition. And then the third part, pay attention now. This is this is where the Russell Westbrook situation comes into play. She said uh, symbolism, symbolism, symbols impact your subconscious mind. And the, the, the sneaky thing about the subconscious mind is that when it's being manipulated, you usually have no idea. See, the best way to impact the subconscious, like you think about the conscious mind as the big brother to protect the subconscious mind, which is like the little brother. Well, a lot of times they influence that that little brother because the big brother isn't watching. When the big brother starts watching, he says, oh, back up. You're not going to do that to me. Like if, if a guy is trying to seduce a woman, you know, he, he a lot of times he might do it subtly. He pours her a glass of wine, starts playing some romantic music. He'll wear his best cologne, right? He'll cook her a nice dinner. And she may not even know that all this is happening, but it's just kind of happening. And it's whatever. But, but if something happens and she suddenly becomes aware that he's running game, that she says, oh, wait, no, no, no. I didn't come over here for that, right? So, so the thing is that with the subconscious mind, this is why the word consciousness is so important. We talk extensively about what it means to be in the conscious community. And, uh, and I know people have a lot of impressions about what that means, right? What it means to be black and conscious. And people go out of their way to make the conscious community look crazy. They take the worst situations, the worst examples of the worst people, and then they say, ha ha, see, this is why I'm not part of the black conscious community, because look at what, what so-and-so did this in the conscious community, so-and-so did that in the conscious community. But I don't, I don't believe any of that. Um, I am proudly a member of the conscious community because, uh, because here's the thing. To be black in America and to make any form of progress, you absolutely must be conscious. You must be conscious. Now, my conscious, my definition of conscious might differ from somebody else's definition of conscious. But but to not be conscious means you are unconscious. That is the only thing you can be. If you're not if you say I don't want to be conscious, then what are you saying? You're saying I don't want to be alert. I don't want to be aware. I want to be asleep. Right. So so the Negroes that, that talk smack about the idea of being conscious or think be, being conscious is radical and crazy are pretty much the people who are saying that if you are black, then stay asleep so they can keep molesting you in your sleep. Stay asleep so they can continue to manipulate you while you're knocked out. Right. So so I, I like the idea of being conscious. Consciousness means that you analyze, you take a second to be aware of everything. You pay attention to everything you eat, because if you don't, then they will unconsciously put poison in your food that will kill you. And it's working because tens of thousands, while they got you focused on the virus, you got probably 100,000 black people that die from preventable illnesses related to the food you're eating just this year alone. Cancers coming from the food just this year alone. You don't even know it because you're unconscious. You're focused on what's going on with, with, with COVID, but you don't understand all the pre-existing conditions they are injecting into your body every single day, right? Uh, same thing. We talk about education. We can talk about the music. We can talk about the, what they get you to do with your money, how you support white businesses far more than you ever support black businesses. You boycott black businesses, but you support the hell out of white businesses and then wonder why black people ain't got no money. Well, that's because they have unconsciously 
uh, they have gotten you to unconsciously give away over a trillion dollars in wealth because most uh, consumption experts, most marketing experts will explain to you that the ability to manage the subconscious mind is a critical aspect of how corporations market products to you. They don't want to get you in the ways that they don't want to get you in the ways that you know you're getting got. Nobody wants to be sold to. They sell to you in a way where you don't even realize that they convinced you to go buy their product. So so what I'm saying here is, with this is I'm not even telling you what to think about Russell Westbrook wearing the dress. For all I know, Russell Westbrook could be a, a descendant of, uh, of Mel Brooks in that movie. Remember that movie he was in Braveheart? <laughs> he might be a descendant of Braveheart or William the Conqueror or something. Maybe he's part Scottish and he's representing his Scottish heritage. And that is what it is. I'm not even here. And Lord knows I ain't going to diss Russell Westbrook. Shoot. Like sometimes I run into famous people and I don't want Russell Westbrook running up on me, trying to fight me or whatever. Then my security would have to kill him and that would be tragic. You know, but, but, but I, so I'm not going to really talk about Russell because I don't know specifically why Russell wore this uh, kilt, skirt, dress, whatever this is. But what I will say is that you must be conscious. You must be conscious of the messages that are presented to your people on a regular basis because everything they present to you has some sort of message attached. There's a reason why the gay person in the movie is almost always the black guy. I want you to pay attention to how many movies where the, the, the one, the one gay person or whatever is usually the black person. Right. And, and it's kind of like, OK, we need black people to get on board with this, whatever agenda we have. Uh, and again, this, you don't have to be anti anybody to do this. I'm not encouraging you to be anti. I don't want you to mistreat anybody. Right. We're, we're not doing that. I don't support any of that. I know people to do that and I don't support that. But what I am saying is that there's always an agenda. There's always historically been an agenda to turn the black man into either a little girl or a little boy. That's why the Migos, when they did that spike, that one Sprite commercial, I pointed that out to you all. They were riding big wheels. What the hell does a grown man have to do uh, on a big wheel? What What is a grown man doing on a damn big wheel? That doesn't make any sense. Well, that is if you understand the history of turning the black boy, the black male into a child or to or, or into a woman, then you'll understand that there's a reason for that. There's a reason why so many black men in Hollywood uh, end up dressing like women. In fact, think about this, right? If you, I could probably name about 10 black male actors who have dressed as women in the last, say, 15, 20 years. You probably can't name five prominent white males. Think about this. There's more white male actors in Hollywood than there are black males. Do we agree? Do you agree with that? That there's more white males, far more white male actors than there are black males, right? So I want you to tell me, when's the last time you saw, uh, in the last 10 years, when's the last time you saw uh, Leonardo DiCaprio in a dress, in a wig, or a skirt? I'll, I'll wait. Name another big Hollywood star. Uh, what's that guy's name? Uh, I forgot. I can't remember their names. I don't remember all the white guys' names. But but when's the last time you saw, I don't know, uh, Ben Affleck in a dress or a skirt? Seriously, let's let's keep going. Let's let's name name. Give me some more white boys that, that are really prominent. I can't remember their names because I don't follow. Uh, 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 what was the other guy's name? Uh, Matt Matthew McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey. When's the last time you saw Matthew McConaughey in a wig and a dress? When's the last time you saw Tom Cruise in a wig and a dress? When's the last time you saw Brad Pitt in a wig and a dress? Now, what's fascinating is, is uh, It's Me Again mentions Tootsie. Now, Tootsie, I'm glad you brought that up. When was Tootsie made? Tootsie was made in like 1984. You got to go back, damn. You got to go back over 35 years. To find a white man. <laughs> I mean, you got to go deep to find a white man in the dress and a wig, but you ain't got to go, you go back too much to find a black man.
what is the deal with that? Like what what what's happening here? Right. So so there is something there. I, I'm not I don't think you're crazy if you're as concerned as I am. Um, I, you know, but then again, being concerned and being mad about it. I don't think that's the whole answer. I'm not here to sit here and, and just shake my fist at white people and get mad at them. I don't we don't do that here. What we do is we solve problems. So let me tell you about the all black national convention that's going to happen at the end of October. Um, I just had a conversation with Queen Afua. Queen Afua is officially on on board. She is going to be at the All-Black National Convention along with a lot of other experts from Julian Gordon, Brother Nuri Muhammad, Vicki Dillard, Dr. Claude Anderson. We got about 35 to 40 experts in the black community that are coming together in Orlando uh, the weekend of October 29th to solve problems in the black community. So I hope you will join us at the convention. Uh, this is something that we're doing in our community. We're building this and creating this ourselves. Uh, you will benefit from participating. So uh, bring your family, allblacknationalconvention.com, the weekend of October 29th through November 1st. You can get your passes now. Also, there's a link on that page where you can uh, become a vendor. If you want to be a vendor, if you have a black business, or if you want to be a sponsor, we're looking, if you've got a business and you got it like that, and you want us to sponsor you and promote you and help you make money, we'd be happy to do that. There's sponsorship packages, vendor packages, there's uh, tickets you can buy, all kinds of stuff. And the number one goal is to solve problems in our community. So allblacknationalconvention.com is the URL. Uh, feel free to take a look. I hope you guys uh, will join us. And uh, and also, I, I mentioned that book club uh, every week where we're reading Dr. Claude Anderson's book, Black Labor, White Wealth. Every Wednesday night at 830, we're going through that book. Uh, BlackKeysToGreatness.com is where you can sign up for the book club. So go to BlackKeysToGreatness.com and you can join the book club. That is totally free. And every week, I'm literally reading paragraph by paragraph Dr. Claude Anderson's book, Black Labor, White Wealth. And I'm analyzing it and breaking it down. Some weeks, Dr. Anderson actually joins us. Some weeks, it's just us. But either way, we're going to break it down and we're going to learn this stuff because I think black folks need to understand our history if we're going to build a proper future. You can't build a proper future if you haven't learned from the mistakes of the past. You can't dismantle white supremacy if you don't even know how it was built in the first place. So we're dismantling and understanding the systems that exist in America so we know exactly how to build better systems and to evacuate the building on systems that are harmful to us now. Literally, you must socially distance yourself from all the ideas and all the things and all the people that are harmful to the agenda that matters to you. What is an example of a black agenda? Well, one of the things that we believe on this platform is uh, we believe in the black core of three. The black core of three is that we believe that black people will be better off if we are able to educate our own children, create our own jobs, and support black businesses. If we can educate our own kids, we can control what they think. We can control their value systems, right? And if we can, we can educate them to help our community not to go and work for white people and build up white communities. They can build up black communities and then creating your own jobs means that you need an army of millions of entrepreneurs. We need a few good men and women who are going to build the future. Are your children going to be ready to build the future? Meaning, are they going to be ready to start businesses? Are they going to be ready to make real estate deals? Are they going to be ready to make investments? Are they going to be prepared to go out and get resources so they can develop industry, create jobs, create structure, right? This is a type of training that kids must have at an early age in order to be prepared to be self-sustained. So terms like do for self, when I say do for self, I have thought for thousands of hours on what do for self really looks like. And it's gotten really deep. And Queen of Fool and I talked about things like do for self, meaning growing your own food so that you're not eating the poison that they're feeding to you on a regular basis. Dr. Claude Anderson talks about the fact that the electric grid, if it goes out, 
that literally black people will starve to death because you have food deserts in your community because nobody knows how to build a damn grocery store. It's gone deeper than just starting your own business and educating your own kids. It comes down to owning land. It comes down to knowing how to build. It comes down to Maj Ture coming through from Black Guns Matter. No, Do you know how to shoot a gun and protect yourself? So all these things are going to be discussed at the convention. So I hope that you'll join us because that's what we're all about. That's what we do. We're, we're not just talking about it. We are going to be about it. And, uh, and I hope that you'll participate uh, in, in the event. It's going to be in Orlando the weekend of October 29th. The URL's on the screen. So I'm going to get out of here, guys. I got to go pick my daughter up from tutoring. Uh, she's having trouble with geometry. So we, we, we're working on that problem right now. So God bless you. In fact, actually, it's really interesting. I'm going to share this with you guys, and I'm going to let you go. I was talking to my daughter. You know, you know how it is talking to a 14-year-old. Like, you know, you got to find any way to talk to them, to connect with them, because they, they won't tell you nothing. And so um, I was talking to her about geometry, and I – and I started thinking about how math used to be my weakness. And I, and I learned from reading Michael Jordan's book when I was 23 years old that if you have a weakness, you work and you work and you work and you work and you work on your weakness until it becomes your strength. Right. That's how I overcame a lot of obstacles. Well, anyway, I was telling her about how I used to teach trigonometry. Right? I got so good at math that I taught trigonometry at the University of Kentucky. And then I learned linear algebra and then I learned higher level mathematics, which meant I was able to actually understand dimensionality and, and vectors and all these other advanced concepts. And what I was what I wanted to explain to her, but I didn't say it because I didn't want to get get too deep and crazy, as you know, talking to a 14 year old who's going to look at you like, what are you talking about? This is stupid. But but I thought about how literally when you can when you operate on a higher vibration, you know, it, they keep you on a low vibration. Right. You look at a lot of rappers. Unfortunately, they operate. They've been trained to operate on a low frequency. Not all of them, but many of them. Uh, all of them have the same stuff. It's all about, you know, having uh, money and drugs and women and, and weapons and stuff like that. It's the same thing over and over again, which shows a lack of progress, lack of development. To me, that's low vibrational thinking, right? But if you go to higher dimensional or higher vibrational thinking, what happens is mathematically is that when you can go to higher dimensions, you have a massive advantage on over over people and systems and situations that operate on lower dimensions. Like if everybody else is operating in the two dimensional space and I can go to that third dimension, then a three dimensional object can go above the two dimensions and can see the see the whole playing field in a way that a two dimensional thinker cannot. Right. This is mathematically true. So so two dimensions is like a flat plane. It's like a like a table. Right. And if I live in two dimensions and all I can see is length and width, all, I'm on the table. I'm like a little bug on the table. All I can see is what's in front of me and what's beside me. But let's say I'm that bug who can go to the third dimension. The third dimension is height. Right. So I'm that bug that goes to the third dimension. Well, I now can look down. And I can see where every piece is positioned on the chessboard. Do y'all follow what I'm saying? Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? I know I, I, I don't want to get too deep, but I, but I hope y'all getting what I'm saying, right? So if you can elevate, this is what I've been challenging you to do today. This is what I'm pushing you guys to do. This is my request. I want you to try to elevate, right? I want you to go to a higher dimension of thinking. I want you to try to look at the big, all the pieces on the chessboard, look at the whole playing field. And then what happens is you gain LeBron James like court vision. One of the reasons, a lot, a lot of you may not know this, but in my view, one of the reasons LeBron James, who plays with Russell, by the way, is one of the best basketball players in the game is because he had excellent court vision. He could see everything that was happening. He could see all the plays developing. So when you go to that higher dimension, if everybody else is on, on, on one and two dimensions and you go to the third or fourth dimension, you gain a type of sight that other people do not have, right? And that ability to elevate 
is what I want you to, to gain. Uh, and that's what I want you to give your children. So some people, and when you elevate, people are going to make fun of you. They're going to say, oh, you being an uppity Negro or, oh, you being a snob or, oh, you think you better than everybody else. Well, shit, maybe you are better than everybody else. So the way I see it is if you putting in more work than everybody else, then why wouldn't you be better than everybody else? I mean, it wouldn't make any sense if you're putting in more work than everybody else and you the same as everybody else. Well, why put in more work? Why not just give up like everybody else and do nothing, right? So when you put in more work than everybody else and you put in more preparation than everybody else and you're thinking more deeply than everybody else, then yeah, you're going to be a little bit better at this game than everybody else is. So go out here and, and, and accept the idea that it's okay for you to be better than everybody else. You ain't got to tell them. But you better damn sure better go out here and show them because one of the problems we have is that we don't glorify intelligence and, 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 and enlightenment. We glorify ignorance. So when you show a little enlightenment, you show a little intelligence, somebody comes along and says, oh, you being uppity, you being a snob, you acting white. And then what happens is that you're a three, four, third, fourth dimensional thinker. You reduce your dimensionality. You reduce yourself to two dimensions so you can be like the other dumb Negroes on the street that are headed for slaughter. That's what you get. That's why that's why you get what you get in the music. They 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 are trying their best to convince young people to operate on a lower vibrational frequency, on the lower dimensional type of thinking. And that is why they walk right into the mousetrap every damn time. Do you all understand this? And I hope she doesn't mind me sharing this. If you don't know about Queen of Fool, you should. A-F-U-A. That's how you spell it. Queen of Fool. When I talked to her about, we were making some uh, conversations about business deal. You know, I want her to come to the convention and everything. Every time we talked, if she had a decision to make, you know what she would say? She would say, you know, I'm, I, I, let me go. I need to go meditate on that. I'm going to meditate on that. Right. And that to me, I, I gained so much respect when I heard that. Because people who meditate, who just kind of kick back and think about things and say, wait a minute, this don't make no sense. Let me think this through. Those are the people that make the best decisions. So I need you to reject this idea that there's something wrong with black people who like to think y'all need to be the biggest thinkers on the damn planet because y'all are the ones who are hunted on the most regular basis so so that's my two cents on the issue um i gotta go i'm gonna go pick up my daughter uh allblacknationalconvention.com is where you can go to uh to join the convention if you'd like and uh, also if you want to follow me on instagram there's my instagram the real boys Watkins. i'm out of here guys have a good night god bless you thanks for listening i'll talk to you soon love you peace Here we are, clan the isms, cataclysm, great. Our people out here struggling, trying to make it in this state. Everybody out here doing it, but we the ones who late. Now family, we the ones who gotta delegate. Get that money in the power, never be fake. Stick to co-side for three, what did he say? Uh, create jobs, support our own. Educate the same and buy back your home. Got three degrees, triple ten. Three PhDs, now we on the CNN. DBTV, let's talk about negligence. Ignorance is bliss, but we can turn it to intelligence. Believe none of what you hear, half of what you see. Let's break it down here on Dr. Boyce TV. Here we are.